What is good? All of our listeners and viewers, welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I had a bad day at work today. Ooh. We're here with episode one, two, three with uh, our good friend Andrew Orsi for his fifth time on the show. But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. All right. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, I, I, I uh, had uh, really bad customers today. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. And I was in a bad mood. Aww. But then I came home and I was like, mmm. Yay. Salty. Hmm? I, I don't know. But yeah, so it was just, uh, just a weird day at work today. Yeah. There so, was a lot of traffic on my way home today. A lot of traffic, a lot of construction. <laughs> and we're in a country of turmoil right now. By the time this airs, uh, we're recording this on Friday. So by Monday, hopefully we'll know who our president is. Yeah, it's just a weird time in the air. Uh, this entire week has been and I got distracted this entire week just trying to make this podcast. We almost didn't do movie minutes because we were just so distracted. Yeah, but we got it for you. And, uh, you know, let, let's get started with the show. We want to, you know, jump right into it. But before we get there, we're on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace to Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us there individually, but you can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, where you can see all these photos that we put on, as well as some questions I'll ask every week on Twitter and Instagram to get you in on the conversation and the podcast. And check us out on Facebook. And not much more to say there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can listen to all the podcasts from the website, as well as you can find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the podcast, as well as some articles I've written in the past. <laughs> and uh, if you watch us on YouTube, hi, how are you doing? You new here? Well, there's something you can do. You can click that subscribe button and the notification bell so you know when all these podcasts come out, as well as uh, the weekly coffee games that we put out. Uh, we have nice little discussions about the video game industry, both in the coffee games and in the podcast. So if you're into that, well, click that subscribe button. And uh, with all that said and done, by the way, review us on Podchaser. We have another podcast out there that's called What's the Biz? It's a kind of a chill podcast, and that's business out of the way. Let's just get started with our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether we on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, ah, not really theaters at this point in time, and we like to rank it and give you a review or two and uh, recommend it or not recommend it. Here on the Games Groceries podcast, we have a five-point system of ranking our uh, movies that we watch. We start at uh, avoid at all costs, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. And this week's movie can be found on Hulu. This is actually a BBC film. It sets place in London. It's uh, filmed in London. Everything about this is British, if you will, but not very posh. Uh, it's a rap man film called The Blue Story. Mm-hmm. Blue Woo-hoo. Story. Not really much to clap about. I because... was going to say, I'm like, why are we clapping? This is a really sad movie. So uh, as I got the timer out, because your boy... Uh, again, rough day at work, so I... Uh, distracting week. It really was. So, it's distracting just being here right now and not watching our TV. I know. We've been addicted to CNN the past week, and it's not healthy. By the way, John King is a national treasure. He's my favorite person. I want to watch CNN forever now just to watch him. All right. And opening thoughts, go. So um, this is a really interesting movie. Yes. The way that they intertwined the rapping in the story yes. was just really interesting. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, very sad movie, but really well written and good acting. Yes. 
it was just overall just a good movie. So the first point I have is that this film goes straight into a brief understanding of what this movie is dedicated towards. Yes. It doesn't hold back anything. It doesn't try to beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. What it does is saying, hey, listen, there's a lot of gang crime. There's a lot of knife cr- crime going on in different areas of, of England. Mm-hmm. Right. We have Peckham and Ghetto. Are, I don't. I never really caught what the other town's name was. Yeah, but it's Peckham and another district, yeah. and there's a lot of gang violence here. A lot of mm-hmm. kids without fathers, or even just two parent oh, households. Stepford. Stepford. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, and it's going into the young men who are getting involved mm-hmm. in gangs, and that's what the story's about. And you know straight away. There, there really isn't anything to go around like, oh, how do I, how do I know what this movie's really about? It, it lets you know with imagery. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it absolutely lets you know with imagery, and I love that. It's dedicated to that. Yeah. And because this isn't, this movie is only an hour and a half. It goes straight into it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't try to give you a little theatrical, like, oh, this, this, or hyperbolic, which is my last point. Mm-hmm. I'm just jumping ahead. But it's a very emotional movie. Yes. And it's dedicated towards a specific reason. Mm-hmm. And for an hour and a half, it doesn't have time to beat around the bush. Yeah. Uh, but what, what would you say to that point? Um, no, I really like that. And I like that they didn't try and prolong it or anything like that. They're mm-hmm. like, and I, I mean, I appreciate when movies are an hour and a half at this point, because when we're watching a movie every week, if we were to watch a two hour movie every week. Yeah. It'd be exhausting. Um, so I appreciate that they like kept it short and sweet, but they didn't need two hours. No. They used that hour and 30 minutes and they used it well. Yeah. And I love that. I just, this movie was, I don't even know. I just really, I appreciated it. And I appreciated that they used real footage mm-hmm. from like crimes going on. They yeah. didn't, they, I mean, yes, they showed it, their own, but they show their own intertwined with the real footage. Yeah. And it's just amazing. I really liked that, that they used real imagery saying like, this isn't made up. Like, mm-hmm. this is what's happening. Yeah, and uh, you were saying this before, and that's my second point here, is that the story has a unique way of handling exposition mm-hmm. and saying how the story flows. Instead of just a regular narrator, they have a grime artist as well as mm-hmm. director, uh, Rap Man, yeah. who is in it. Like He is actually intertwined into the story. Uh, you see yeah. his face, and he, um, you know. He appears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he gives his own version of exposition through yeah. grime. And it's it's such a beautiful way. By the way, if you don't know what grime is, grime is a more uh, UK-based uh, uh, rap genre mm-hmm. where it's a very minimal beat. like Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's more, more about the words it's than a, the beat. Yeah. Uh, so that's what grime is. And uh, grime artist rap man is intertwined and giving the exposition. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very beautiful way of handling how the story flows when it first happened i thought it was very weird yeah what just happened um but you have to listen to the lyrics too yeah and that's the thing it's like you have to listen to what's happened because he's telling you what's happening between those two scenes yeah um and what happens like and so it's you have to really know what's what's going on Mm -hmm. um so yeah i really like that first i thought it was very strange but then once i noticed what it was i was like oh okay this is interesting this is different Mm mm-hmm and my last point is that, uh, again, this is not a hyperbolic story. This is not theatrical. Uh, mm-hmm. How can we make this more engaging to the audience? This is a perfect example of 
why gang wars happened in the first yeah. place. It's more of an education. Yeah. I mean, me and you both are from Philly. Yeah. Uh, I, grew up, I grew up uh, close to Bridesburg and Kensington. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a perfect example of why these happen. And this is a perfect case because these two yeah. started as friends. And yeah. you get to see naturally of how they separated yeah. and joined gangs for their own reasons. And by the yeah. end, it was only an hour and a half, but he felt like you were in a lifetime with these mm-hmm. two characters. Yeah. And I think that was beautifully done. And Ratman really did a fantastic yeah. job of how to uh, tell a story here. Absolutely. Which goes into our final rankings. Again, we have a five-point system here. We have avoided all cost, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. And uh, Liz, what did you give it? I gave it a solid. Okay. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this movie, but I really enjoyed it. It was very emotional. It was artistic, but not too artistic for me. Um, and I just overall, I just really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm teetering between solid and perfect. But the thing is, I want to give it a solid. It's I a very... don't know why I wouldn't give it a perfect. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. There there are some things that bother me, but here's the thing. The things that do bother me go into the authenticity of this movie. Exactly. It's like, I couldn't understand some of the words they were saying, Yeah, but that's because it's authentic. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it's, it didn't try to give you a, yo, homie, what are you doing on my turf? This is my turf. And then they yeah. go into a Zac Efron dance. Uh, and that's the thing is that we couldn't understand the words because they're speaking in the dialects exactly of yeah. Peckham and um, Deptford. Deptford, right? And and that's the thing is that this is so authentic in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, perfect for me. I still, I, I want to. It's like I struggle giving things perfect. I, I'm. There's nothing. There's. I'm thinking about it. I know. I'm, I'm trying to think it. of something wrong with it, and there's nothing wrong with it. Perfect for me. I'm giving perfect. I'll give it a perfect. For us. Yes. Not not perfect in the total, like, it's a perfect movie, but it's perfect for us. Yeah. So uh, before the camera runs out again, uh, again, the story is Blue Story. It's on Hulu. Uh, you can check it out for yourself. You can find it on Hulu. Like I said, it's a story by Ratman. We gave it perfect for us. Uh, it's a beautiful story. I think it's a great story to watch, and it's only an hour and a half. So, uh, yeah. Definitely check it out. So, let's talk about the gaming news here. Okay. With our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we'd like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. What, what's going on here? I have no idea. Hey, what's going on here? Police. FBI. Shut it down. Anyways, uh, the top three gaming news, of, of course, is what we think is the top three. Uh, again, this might have not been the most breaking news. Yeah. My eyes were not really focused on <laughs> the gaming news. Uh, there yeah. was other pieces of news this week that I was uh, very focused on. Uh, but yeah, so if anything else happened, I'm sorry. But this is this is what I found. I thought it was pretty interesting. So let's start first with uh, Bethesda, mm-hmm. uh, which then Bethesda is actually overhauling its engine. And I know we talked about this before, but it's actually confirmed by Todd Howard in a GameIndustry.biz interview that he's overhauling the whole engine for Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield. Now, what makes this interesting is what he's keeping and what he's leaving behind. Hmm. So, again, the biggest complaint amongst fans, Bethesda fans, is that the jankiness 
Yeah. And the very, very uh, aged uh, creation engine. Yeah. So this was designed back in, you know, Morrowind and then going into Oblivion. Yeah. It was upgraded for Oblivion, but still, it's a very aged system. Mm -hmm. Now, what's interesting is that I'll just get right into the quote here from Todd Howard, who has to say uh, on, on a GameIndustry.biz uh, little panel there. Uh, Todd Howard says, these are things we, um, sorry, these are things we do that we still like. The way we build our worlds, the way people can mod it, these are things that I think are fundamentally good about our tech stack. But from rendering to animation to pathing to procedural generation, I don't, I don't want to say everything, but it's significant. Significant overhaul. So first and foremost, he has things about the creation engine and his technology that he wants to keep. For mm -hmm. example, the way they build the worlds mm -hmm. and the modding. There's things that he still wants to keep, but then there's, we've talked about this for the animation, but then also yeah. procedural generation he wants to overhaul into the system. So uh, this is going to go affecting Elder Scrolls 6, which, um, you know. Have I, I, they even started that? Well, here's the thing. I think we're going to get Elder Scrolls 6 before we get uh, Nevada's vote count. Yes, I agree. Uh, yeah. So that's official. Uh, but then also Starfield. Starfield is in the works. Um, it's pretty close to being done. I think it's going to be a 2021 game. Mm. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that? Um, so question, are they going to have to re like if they started and we, I mean, we know they started Starfield. Are they going to have to start all over again? I have no idea. Well, like, yeah, they said they're going to be removing the, they're going to be coding the animation from scratch. I don't believe they have to start everything from the beginning because that's like the animation doesn't need to be restarted. But well, no, the, the animation needs to be recoded. It needs to be overhauled. Yeah. That doesn't mean that everything has to be started from scratch. Okay. It could mean that. It could, but very, very low chance. That just means if, if there's a bug in the system that just destroyed yeah. all the code, it's a very small percentage okay. of chance. Okay. But it's just going to be an overhaul of the engine, which, in fact, to give you an example, Skyrim Remastered was uh, put into the Fallout 4 engine. Okay. So that was pretty much a test for Fallout 4, and they just pretty much ported a whole game into this new engine. Gotcha. And that's how we got the Skyrim remaster, and then later on Fallout 4. Gotcha. Okay. So. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. Fallout 4 came before, but how they tested it was Skyrim remaster, and then they put it out to retail. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, I think that's great if it means that Bethesda's working on having less buggy yeah. games than... Go More then. power to you. Yeah. So great news uh, if you're an Elder Scrolls fan. Uh, and by the way, if you're on PS5 and you're thinking like, oh, is it going to be X Xbox exclusive? Todd Howard also said that he, he can't imagine a world where Elder Scrolls 6 is an Xbox exclusive. And neither do I. Yeah. Uh, so that's the number three gaming news. Now, the number two gaming news is very interesting coming from Activision. Uh, Activision will be offering a battle pass that will be valid across not only Cold War, but Warzone and Modern Warfare. Wow. Which is crazy because lately Activision has been leaning on the negative side. They've been on the bad mm -hmm. light for a good while, especially with their partnership with Blizzard. Uh, the whole, like, don't you all have phones? Mm -hmm. Activision Blizzard has not been in the best lights. Now, we're starting to see a little bit of a change in the platform. And I'll, and I'll get to it a little bit, but uh, this is a quote from the article. All the articles will be linked down below in the description, whether you're listening on audio or video. 
uh, if you want to check it out for yourself. But I want to read this little snippet of the article here uh, saying, additionally, <laughs> additionally, there will be one overarching battle pass for all three games. The first battle pass, which debuts in December, can be progressed through Warzone, Modern Warfare, and Black Ops Cold War with rewards shared across all three games. Uh, the blog post also states that uh, your weapon loadouts, your characters, all that will be crossover into all three of these games. Which is absolutely insanity. So they're basically taking the three games and making them one straight through game? Through a progression. So your online progression will be, you know, crossed over into all three. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to just stick to one game. Every yeah. part of your progression, your weapon loadouts, your yeah. uh, battle pass progression, uh, your there's a couple different things that details in the article mm -hmm. link down below. Uh, and it's pretty surprising yeah. that Activision chose this route. Yeah. It's very consumer friendly. It is. You don't have to buy three separate battle passes. You have to buy one and it will progress through all three games. Awesome. What I found interesting and why I put this in a number, you know, uh, you know, top three gaming news. Blah, blah, blah. Um, the reason why I put this in the top three and why it's on number two is that I think this is just another, you know, shift in the pile of Activision's public view. Because mm -hmm. let's face it here, Activision hasn't been that great. But here's the other thing. BlizzCon. There's a there's some news. BlizzCon online is going to be free for everybody. Nice. You can just watch BlizzCon for free online. Uh, you know, Crash 4 was phenomenal and everybody absolutely loves it. There's no complaints. And my favorite game of all time, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, has been just selling well. Yeah. There's really no microtransactions at all. Yeah. I don't think there's any microtransactions. And just now, they put on a huge patch in Tony Hawk mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, updates the tours, gives you Crash Bandicoot, uh, free stuff. Yeah. Free stuff included. Crash Bandicoot merchandise for your pro skater and then this the battle pass across all three games this is shifting into yeah. the way activision wants to be seen in public yeah and i think that's fantastic no i mean that's great especially when we're constantly giving news of what developers and all are doing wrong mm -hmm. like it's nice to see someone being like hey here you go yeah, yeah. Activision is uh, killing it right now. Yeah. I'll say, I'll admit it. Activision is actually murdering it right now. Uh, I'll say it because, like, here's the other thing. I hate it when people comment about NBA 2K when they obviously have never played NBA 2K in their mm -hmm. entire life. Yeah. I will say, I don't understand Call of Duty Online. I don't really play it too much. So I don't want to be a person that says, like, you don't even know about the online community. But I do know about battle passes, okay? And this is unheard of mm -hmm. across all three games. All your yeah. progression, everything. Good on you, Activision. This might have been done before. I don't know. But I think this is outstanding, and I think we're going to be shifting our views of Activision very, very positive in the near future. I would yeah. say within the next year, we're going to yeah. be seeing Activision as a good company. I agree. Yeah. EA has some work. A little. A little bit. Yeah, it has a lot of work. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's just move on to the number one gaming news. Why don't we? Okay. Why don't we do that? Okay. PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5. Don't camp out because PlayStation says don't do that. At least they give a fair warning. Yeah, true. So, oh, geez. Goodness gracious. Anyways, so 
Sony is urging all gamers out there, gamers. all all pro gamers out there. That's us. And that me and you, we're pro gamers. Yeah, yeah. So it's urging all fans out there to yeah. not camp out from retail stores. Don't actually go to retail stores on launch day because there is a zero percent chance you're gonna get a PlayStation Five that day. At least they're honest. So I want to read this quote. Uh, say <laughs> no units will be available in store for purchase on launch day, November 12th or November 19th, depending on your region. Please don't go on, uh, please don't plan on camping out or lining up at your local retailer on launch day in hopes of finding a PS5 console for purchase. Be safe, stay home, place your order online, he added. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, this isn't surprising. No, not at all. Not surprising. After the mess of the pre-order yeah. uh, s- scandal, and as well as uh, there there have been rumors, I don't know if they were confirmed, I think they did confirm it, that production for the PlayStation 5 has been halved. Mm. So they're not producing enough PlayStation 5. To stock all the stores, plus fulfill all the online orders. But... Talk about unheard of. I've never really... Now, I, I know there are, you know, once a new console comes out, it's always hard to find day one. Oh, yeah. But they say there's a 0% chance. Yeah. like Not a single retailer will have a PlayStation They 5. are only sending out what was ordered online to the retailers. Which is insane. That's what the COVID did. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like People have to remember that, that, like, this is a very different year yeah it's not like playstation is saying like they're choosing not to stock these shelves it's yeah. not like they want to do this of course like they're a company of course they want to sell and make money of course but with the way it is the way the world is this year yeah they don't have the staff mm-hmm. so they can't produce as much and they're encouraging people to not be camping out and possibly getting covid Mm-hmm. by being near a ton of people and crowding stores. So yeah. it's a win-win for everyone. I know it means you might not get your PlayStation right away, but, you know, at least you won't get COVID. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that's just it, is that they're, they're trying to make everybody safe and secure in this time. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I admire PlayStation, though. I admire Sony actually putting a warning out to fans saying that there's a zero percent chance don't go trying there's that and they're actually doing their part to saying that yeah listen i'm sorry but it's not going to happen yeah but you know there'll still be a couple of those people out there who oh yeah throw a tantrum in the middle of best buy because they can't find a playstation which is why i put this in the number one spot just to give a fair warning to anybody who listens to this mm-hmm. all five of you <laughs> uh, just kidding There's... hey we got more subscribers than that that's true all 90 but uh that's the thing is that uh, if you are planning on going out and trying to find this on launch day you're not going to find a playstation 5 mm-hmm. it's saying right here place your order online like yep. that's the thing they're not sending this out to local retailers which is just a shock mm-hmm. but not so much of a shock where it's absolutely like out of out of thin air blindside but yeah it's interesting to think about they're giving you a fair warning yeah so those are the number three gaming news. Uh, number three, Bethesda overhauling their engine to be absolutely fantastic for Elder Scrolls fans in Starfield. Do you think this is a good thing? Uh, do you think this will be a delay into Elder Scrolls? Do you think this will make Elder Scrolls come out quicker? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. Uh, Activision 
offering a battle pass across all three games. Do you think this is a good idea? Do you think we're going to shift our momentum, our, our, our perspective of Activision and next year? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. And Sony saying there's a 0% chance. Just what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that? Isn't that crazy? I don't know what else to think about, but isn't that, isn't that crazy? Crazy pants. What are your thoughts in the comments down below? So, we've got our buddy. We've got your buddy. Yeah. Andrew Orsi. It's his fifth time on Games and Groceries. Have we run out of guests? Hey. Hey. Yes. But, <laughs> Andrew Orsi, uh, we decided to bring him back on. Uh, we noticed that Tell Me Why, when he came on to Tell Me Why, it was his fourth time. So I just thought, why not bring him on to a special time? Why not episode one, two, three for his fifth time on the show? We're just skipping number four. We are skipping number four. Uh, but yeah, why don't we just bring him on? We're okay. going to be talking about how to enjoy being a gaming fan. Let's bring him on. Our good friend, your good friend, everybody's good friend, Andrew Orsi. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are back with our friend, your friend, everybody's friend, except for Trump supporters, uh, Andrew Orsi! <laughs> I went through so many emotions in that introduction. <laughs> it's, it's like, I am their friend. I am, you're right. I'm not their friend. <laughs> I'm not those guys' friend. You're right. <laughs> um, Andrew, I want to thank you for coming on. We are in a pretty... Uh, I was... The literal reward I was just about to say was tragic time in America. Oh my goodness! It kind of is. It's, it's a not, 2020 tragic. tragic time in America. I don't think I'd, I wouldn't say tragic. I would say dramatic. It's a very dramatic time. It's a very uh, testing time right yes. now in the United yes. States. So I want to thank you for taking time into this. And we are talking about fandoms getting to game series. Mm -hmm. uh, Liz, you might want to pull forward. I didn't realize. If I pull forward, I'm yeah. That's true. Uh, we we tested the frame, everybody. Uh, we are professional podcasters, everybody. I asked you. I said, am I in I the frame? I thought you did. You said, yeah, you're good. I think it's because we were leaning. Anyways. Anyways. Oh, Andrew Orsi. Yay. Fifth. I think this is, yeah, I was like, am I joining the five timers club right you now? You are the five. The you're first, the first one. First one. Yay. And I want to get you on to episode one, two, three for episode or your fifth time. I mean, because everything's about counting right now. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's coincidental. No, it's not. It was on purpose. I yeah. am the future teller. Anyways, uh, Andrew, I want to bring you on because uh, the, the first time you came on a show was about gatekeeping gamers way mm -hmm. back in the day, back when we were doing the podcast in our basement in a Long Island house. So Back when yeah. we could still hug people, back when we could travel yeah. places. Oof. When you Ouch. could breathe in public, like I don't remember those. You could things. have a cold and no one would be scared. I know. Yeah. That's the thing. I've been upping my vitamin C lately because I cannot afford to take off from work. Like yeah. if I have a little bit of a sniffle, it's like, nope, you're out for two weeks. Like, ah, yep. dang it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I don't blame them for. It's just that's well, you wouldn't be out for two weeks. You'd be out until you get a negative. No, they're they're even people who are testing negative, they're out for two weeks. Seriously? Oof. Yeah, wow. that's ridiculous. It's well, anyway, that's not the topic. Anyways, topic is <laughs> uh, getting into fandoms. So, yes, let's talk about game series. Right. And when we talk about fandoms, especially on this episode's uh, topic, we're going to be talking about getting into a game series, becoming a fan of that. Uh, like I said, the first time you came on was gatekeeping gamers. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. Right. So mm -hmm. let's all set the tone of the room here. 
what are some of our favorite game series that we've played? And I think I got some for Andrew that I know for a fact, but I'll let him speak for himself. No, I'd like you to tell me which ones are my favorites. <laughs> Number one, Kingdom Hearts. Straight up. Kingdom yeah, it's Hearts. not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to say Life is Strange. You enjoy the Life is Strange I series. enjoy. I, I've enjoyed what I played of it. I haven't played two, so I don't know that I've like experienced the series That's why I was enough like... to say I'm a fan of the series. <laughs> That uh, uh, three houses, uh, Fire Emblem. You've been, you're yes, into Fire Emblem? absolutely Fire Emblem. That's probably uh, one of my top ones, honestly. I would say that's, uh, oh, I have my third one and I can't remember it. No, I actually had the top three. Final Fantasy? Yeah. Final Fantasy? Yeah. Previously. Yeah. Previously on Final Fantasy. Um, <laughs> I used to be a massive Final Fantasy fan. I have lost, I don't know that I've lost faith. I just like, I'm not as into any of the modern installments. So I don't, I think I'm now just like a nostalgia fan. I'm not sure. Hmm. You sound like, <laughs> like my Final Fantasy about... 10 is still my favorite game of all time. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, I haven't loved a Final Fantasy nearly as much since that personally. Yeah. I sound like my feelings to Assassin's Creed titles, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, any, anything else? Like I, again, I don't want to speak for you, but uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, Fire Emblem, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, what else? Yeah, you hit a lot of the big ones there. Um, how many games are required for a thing to be a series? Because I would consider myself a Portal fan if two is a series. We did talk about that in we one episode, whether one it's a series or not. I would say as soon as it hits two, I think it starts that series. It's like a little baby stump of a series. Yeah. But sure. a series none, nonetheless, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so I would add in Portal, and then I would also absolutely say Mass Effect. I just oh, nice. Mass Effect forever. Yeah. So. Which Those by- are like the big ones that immediately come to me. I know there are more. Yeah. I like a lot of games. I play mm-hmm. too many. I'm old in my brain. I have amnesia. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think I meant to say dementia because that's the one that comes with age. But you know what? Maybe we're just saying inner truths about ourselves. I have amnesia, everyone. I don't know who I am. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> I mean, it is 2020. We are all true. lost. We don't know ourselves <laughs> anymore. So there's that. Um, you know, quickly on mine, I, I've I've said this all the time. Uh, of course, Assassin's Creed is probably my top game series, but I haven't I, like like you, Andrew, with Final Fantasy. Uh, I haven't liked the Assassin's Creed game probably not including Origins because Origins was like, boo. but yeah. since Black Flag, probably I haven't really loved an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, but Valhalla might change that. Uh, I would also say, honestly, if I'm going to go casual gamer here, Halo, straight up Halo. Mm-hmm. Always, you always love Halo. I love Halo. Uh, Jet Set Radio, you know, that that's definitely a game series I like, even though there's only two games. Oh, well, there's some Game Boy Advance games. There's plenty of them. Yeah. There's spinoffs, so it's a series. It's a series. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've said my series over and over again. Life is Strange, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of maybe one more that's kind of like, oh, wow, you like that? Probably Life is Strange series is probably my big one that's just like... You like Unravel? I guess Unravel was a series. There's two. Yeah, there's two of them. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I like Unravel. I love Unravel. I liked Unravel, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz, what about your game series? So I feel like I know one of them. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Pretty sure The Sims is one. <laughs> yes, I actually was going to say Sims. <laughs> <laughs> the Sims game series. It is a series. There are four. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's four. four with like a bajillion expansion packs. Oh, yeah. yeah. A bunch of expansion packs. I have it on our GameCube. I have mm-hmm. a couple different versions for GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely say Sims, but also <laughs> no surprise, Life is Strange. Of course. Um, I'm like torn if I want to include the um, Dark Pictures. Uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology? I would yeah. say that's a series. Well, not not because it's I wouldn't consider it a series, but because... I, I always am like excited for them, but then I'm always mildly let down by them. Well, we're going to talk about that in just I, a little I bit. Know. So, so that's like, a good point. I know that'll bring up later, but I would consider that like one of my favorites um, because I do look forward to playing them and I enjoy playing them. Mm-hmm. They frustrate me and disappoint me a little bit, but I do enjoy them and get excited for them. So, yeah. Yeah. So and then I really, I think that's like the only series I have ever played. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think we all like our each individual game series for different kinds of reasons, mm-hmm. uh, especially for my big two, Assassin's Creed and Halo. Uh, casual gamer, everybody, if you want to find me like that. Uh, Assassin's Creed, I just absolutely love the lore. I love the actual, you know, climbing mechanic, mm-hmm. climbing mechanics. I love how I said that. Um, Halo, I first loved it for, you know, my first, my it was my first first person shooter game mm-hmm. ever. So, and I loved the story of it. I love the story driven. I love the uh, weaved into Christianity kind of there. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. I like it for different ways. Right. Uh, and that's, that's the way I think. Uh, we, we like our game series in different sorts of ways here, right? Mm-hmm. Now, talking about that, before I go into my next point, right? Do we think sometimes in our favorite game series, right? Talking about ours, right? Your tops is uh, Fire Emblem, right? And, you know, Kingdom Hearts, of course, you know, Halo. Also, also Doom. I, Doom. I think Doom is the, like, one that no one expects from me based on my other things, but I have played Doom since the very first one, so I love Doom. Ooh, geez, you got an elitist here, which is yeah, what I'm about I'm to really talk old. about. Which is what I'm about to talk about is that do we find that some of our favorite game series have too many elitists? And what I mean by elitist is saying that you know I know more than you, so therefore you can never like the game more than I do, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what do we think about? that in in terms of elitist uh andrew what do you think i think they're annoying that's all mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> point blank I, it's just it's a matter of like it is it's that gatekeeping kind of thing in sometimes a less direct way where it's like this gatekeeping of like well you're not the biggest fan because i'm the biggest fan and like why does it matter who's the biggest fan yeah, yeah. you're half these games you play by yourself. So like, whatever, exactly. Just them. Yeah. you enjoy them to the degree you want. You nerd out about them and like gain all the knowledge you want, or you just play through one time and you really loved it and you wait for the next one. Like either yeah. way, you're a fan and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only time it really might matter if you're the biggest fan of it is if you're literally in a trivia focused on that game. And True. then maybe that person mm-hmm. would have a better chance to win, but like, what? okay. Yeah. How often <laughs> does that come around? exactly and that's the other thing is that uh trivia lore even uh just because you know the lore doesn't mean that you're a bigger fan again Mm -hmm. you like it for different reasons uh uh, going back to you know halo right Mm -hmm. uh you know or even kingdom hearts i'll put kingdom hearts in here sometimes people just like playing kingdom hearts to have a universe where you have that Final Fantasy S combat with Disney character characters, mm-hmm. and that's all you love. But some people just so dig dive into the lore, but that's just how their brain works. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, do you like the Disney characters? Do you mm-hmm. like how the lore sets up? 
it's just two different ways you enjoy a game series, and that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Uh, not in terms of trivia, but that's just one certain way. Yeah. I would say it's almost also, like like with many games with the lore, I think there's a point where you can dive so deep that it's like nonsense now. Oh yeah. Like you've just mm-hmm. gone like we did an entire good game, great game episode where we tried to explain Kingdom Hearts. Yes, that like, was that was one of my favorite uh ever. <laughs> It was a ridiculously fun time. Maybe not for Zach the night after. Um, (laughs) But like, it's, you know what I mean? Some of the stuff gets so deep and convoluted that it's like, okay, if you enjoy thinking through all that, blah, 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 then you do that. Yeah. That doesn't do anything more for me. I'm here to play the game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the same. Pokemon does this as a fan community a lot. Oh, There are people in Pokemon who like to dive so deep into like the timeline, the lore, the backstory of Mm -hmm. this and this and this. And I'm like, Y'all, I'm not sure Pokemon is this deep. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Now, Liz, I would like to turn it to you. Do you believe, and I I know the answer to this, do you believe that the Sims community has a bunch of elitists in it, or do you think it's not as prevalent? Um, No, see, it's complicated with the Sims because it's a very inclusive community. Mm -hmm. Like, they're all about, like, everyone is involved, everyone is equal. Right. Um, but there are people who are like masters at the game, hence mm. there being an entire show about it. Which was just terrible. That was a horrible show, but it just proves <laughs> a point that like there yeah. are people who really dive deep into The Sims. There's tons of YouTubers mm-hmm. who it's all a Sims channel about trying different games. There are people who do mods for Sims and they're just like amazing builders and right. storytellers. They like go deep into it. But I wouldn't call them elitist because that's like kind of like a term that's like bad mm. like you know what i mean like it's seen as like a bad term whereas i more of just feel intimidated by them mm. on okay. a per- like for me personally i feel intimidated by like the better sims players because yeah. i can't build those things mostly because i don't even understand how to get a mod let alone use it and yeah. that's how they do most of those amazing builds that it's a mod that isn't in my game mm-hmm. that allows them to do things so um yeah, I'm just intimidated by all their knowledge yeah, <laughs> and ability okay. in The Sims. That makes sense. And patience, because I literally get all excited. I make my Sim. I figure out what store I'm going to do. I build their house. And then I'm like, I have to play. And I'm like, oh, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. That's true. So That's my life with The Sims, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get all excited about everything. And then I play it for a while. And I'm like, this is great. But to come back and still have to play that original story, I'm like, oh, I'm ready for a new story. Yeah, honestly, yeah. my primary use of The Sims was when I was a teenager, and I would put me and my, like, six best friends in a house, <laughs> and the limit was eight, so I would be like, oh, no, I couldn't come up with an eight person, and I would just put my crush in the house <laughs> oh my God. and make my Sim fall in love with him and then pretend it uh, that it happened by accident and my Sim was gay by accident, and I think that was, like, <laughs> my attempts to, by proxy, come out to my friend. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But that's the only time I ever like played The Sims beyond like creating a house and being like, all right, I'm done with this. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's better than Adam. He and yeah. I say this story all the time. He literally he's like, I'll try it. And he goes in and he makes him and then it lands him on the lot. And Adam sits there for two seconds. And I can't do this. It's I too can't. much. Like, <laughs> it's just... He didn't even try to build a house or anything. He just stood there on the lot. I was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> and just walked away. It's too much. <laughs> now. Going into that, that there are elitists out there that, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people who are intimidating. And that's yeah. go- that goes into my next point here is that uh, going into a game series, especially as a new beginner, um, 
you know, just getting into a fresh because, uh, again, uh, going to your Kingdom Hearts thing, right? Uh, if you have Game Pass, you pretty much have all the Kingdom Hearts. You have all of them. Yeah. It's crazy. And you can play them all. But my goodness, it's a lot. Yeah. But here's the one thing. Let's say you do go through the whole Kingdom Hearts. One, you're a freak. And two. <laughs> and two. Wow, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many. Anyways. Uh, but then again, I'm an Assassin's Creed fan. But uh, the thing is, is that once you play these games, you might have a hot take mm -hmm. on a certain game series, right? You're a new beginner. You're going into a series, but you don't like certain things in that series. Why do we think it's so nerve wracking to have this hot take on a certain game series? For example, my hot take, I think uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is hot garbage. That's my hot take. But it's so nerve-wracking to have that on Twitter, right? It's mm -hmm. because there's such a high contention, especially since it was nominated for Game of the Year, even though it is just a hot mess of a garbage of a game that doesn't even need to exist. But, you know, that's just that's my opinion. But why is it nerve-wracking? And, uh, Andrew, I want to bring it back to you. Why do you think that is? Because the internet is an incredibly reactive place. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's the kind of thing where, like, if your hot takes are generally things you post on the internet, if you say them out loud to your friend, your friend might be like, you're dumb, but that's, like, probably One it. Person. And they're also yeah. your friends, so it's really okay. I don't generally go around to, like, random strangers on the street and, like, shout my video game hot takes at them. To get into an <laughs> that would be fun to <laughs> but watch. But that is basically though. what you're doing on Twitter if you post a hot take is you're just yeah. shouting your hot take at random strangers. Yeah. Um, and you just don't know who's going to show up. And like, we have seen the rabidity of fans displayed many, many times. We've seen directors who took a series of video games or a series of movies in a way some fans didn't like get death threats like yeah. there are extreme reactions to things yeah. so like yeah are you the individual who says like i didn't like this game are you probably gonna get death threats about that most likely no but like could you get some someone sliding into your dms and like calling you a bunch of crap and you don't really want to deal with that like yeah that's absolutely a legitimate possibility yeah, exactly and that, um, it's like it's the same on. kind of thing. Like we saw it with The Last of Us Two, oh, where just God, like yeah. the discourse mm -hmm. over that game, I was so done with. It, like, and it was the game hadn't even come out, and I was done with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, because people were being so aggressive towards each other, and it was like, mm -hmm. all right, we can all just think whatever we want. The game's not even out yet, guys. I know, mm -hmm. and, and it was just such a hot take controversy. And I was just about to say, it's like walking on a landmine field where yeah. you you might not die. However, <laughs> you could. Yeah. And it's like, and uh, I was just thinking about this when you were talking that uh, it's so explosive on the internet that your just opinion about a game yeah. is considered yeah. a hot take. Yeah. It's just an opinion, yes. but it's just like, <laughs> yes. oh, automatically it's a hot take. Yeah. Now, when I'm saying that Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a hot garbage mess, I'm being character right now. It's a podcast. Yeah. It's a show. I really do think it's hot garbage but in a lesser degree i just don't yeah, prefer you don't enjoy it that's the thing yeah. if i'm being real right now it's just that it wasn't my preferable assassin's creed game i don't like where the story went i i think it needed more focus on the assassins mm -hmm. uh actual as a, a a a group what am i trying to say here like a burrow right i i think assassin's creed origins handled that better but that's my opinion mm -hmm. but all of a sudden that becomes a hot take because I'm sending my opinion to the internets. Yeah. I, I did a very similar thing with the um, 
The Witcher 3 when I finally finished that. Yeah. And I did. I posted, I think I only posted like one tweet as my final take on the game once I finally finished it. And it was sort of just a thing where like, I just wanted to say it, but I was prepared for somebody to jump down my throat because I loved the world of the game. The detail mm-hmm. in the world of the game is mm-hmm. is amazing and stunning and the scope of it is massive and huge. And it was fun to play. I didn't care one whit about the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not ever get drawn in. And yet people were like, it's the best game of the last five years. And so I was like, people are going to come for me. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> And that's the thing is that I I also didn't really get into The Witcher Three. Mm-hmm. I I didn't get enthralled into it. And even talking about how to enjoy a game series, that might be just for some people. It mm-hmm. might be just that kind of story where people can just jump into that, and that's fine. But if you don't enjoy a game story, then you don't enjoy it. Just because everybody mm-hmm. else enjoys it doesn't mean you have to. Yeah, it's fine. And I think because. Um, going back to like the original question of yeah. like why people are scared to make the, you know, mm-hmm. differing opinions. I think part of it is also they're worried that that makes them less of a fan. Yeah. Like, oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause like there are things in the Sims that I don't like, like I like the expansion packs. I like to get the stuff and the experience and everything. But in like, for example, in seasons, I was really excited for seasons. I really wanted it. But the thing I don't like is that every season has a holiday. And mm. if you don't do things on that holiday, like check off the things, mm-hmm. your sim becomes depressed or sad <laughs> because because their holiday, oh, no. because they didn't enjoy their holiday. And I'm just like, I don't have time to get all of you to do every single thing. And then on one playthrough I had, the, the freaking Christmas gnomes kept attacking my family because I had one person be mean to a gnome. And then all the gnomes started attacking my family and they won't go away. <laughs> If you're just tuning in, everybody, we're we're just we're not talking about real life. We're talking about The Sims here. But that's the thing. Like, I, there are things that I just don't like about it, and I see these like YouTubers and everyone with like every single expansion pack. I'm like, how do you even keep track of all that? Like, yeah, I remember in Sims Three, I had nightlife and I hated it because mm-hmm. every because like there was always plasma offered. I'm like, I don't want. They don't need that because like in the that one they had vampires that's why there was plasma Mm -hmm. it was just annoying like i just found it highly annoying to have it in the game yeah so it's just like those little things it's like i want the stuff i don't want (laughs) i don't want the things come involved with it that affect my sims everyday life and affect my gameplay Mm -hmm. um but i feel like sometimes saying that i'm like am i not as big of a fan as i think i am because i hate these things (laughs) yeah and that kind of jumps into my my next point, right? It, it kind of relates to what we've been talking about already with hot takes and all that. And it could be another hot take like you enjoy a game that, mm-hmm. that people don't enjoy. Uh, for example, in the Assassin's Creed game, I actually enjoyed Connor. Assassin's Creed 3, I thought it was a, I thought it was a decent game. But for some reason, you know, that's a hot take. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, giving that all into perspective here, let's say you get into a game series and you're enjoying your time mm-hmm. here but you don't enjoy something about it. Now, we always said that we already have our reasons why, right, why we don't enjoy the things we don't like, like in terms of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, because I I think it needed to be focused more on the Assassin's Bureau than Mm -hmm. anything else. Uh, We all have our reasons. But if you get to a game, do you absolutely need a reason to not enjoy a game in a series? Like why? Why do you need reasons? Why don't you need a reason? What do you think, Andrew? I, I see some thoughts going in your head. I mean, I think you should have played it. I yeah. think there are some people that'll just like decide to be contrary 
to popular opinion and saying, well, I don't like this game in this series. And someone's like, what don't you like about it? They're like, well, I never played it. I'm like, okay. Uh, true, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you're as legit anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, That's at least, but like it. if you, if you've played the game, if you gave things a shot and you have enjoyed this and this and this in the series and this game just didn't click for you, yeah. you know, if you can put words to that, great. And if you mm-hmm. want to explain it, great. But I don't think you're like obligated to, you can just say this game wasn't for me. Have you, you ever know? faced that, that you were into a game series you absolutely enjoyed, but you just didn't like it for no reason? What, what would that be? Um, I wouldn't say it's no reason anymore. It took me a long time to figure it out. Um, mm. But Fire Emblem Awakening is my least favorite Fire Emblem game. Wow. Besides, okay. besides Shadow Dragon. But Shadow Dragon is like a remake of the first one. So for me, that one was just like very dry mm. um, because it was like before the series really had any legs to it. Yeah. Um, but so so I started Fire Emblem like when it came into North America. So the seventh game in the series was the first one that they imported from Japan. And I remember we were watching the morning announcements at school and every once in a while we would turn on the TV too early. So we would get a little bit of the actual TV channel. Mm. And I saw a commercial for the first Fire Emblem and I thought the little battle sprites looked so cute. And so like for me... I was like, look, I'm interested in that game. And then I got it and I loved playing it and just started in on the series. And it was like this thing where like I had discovered this series on my own. Like nobody told me to play it. I just found it and thought it looked cool. And then I got it and loved it. Mm-hmm. And I loved like the depth of it. Like there's there's like 40 to 60 characters in every Fire Emblem game. And so many of them do an incredible job of fleshing out in mm-hmm. some way every single one of those characters. And I think that's a really hard mm-hmm. thing to do. Yeah. So I loved that. And then I love a strategy game. So like for me, Awakening, everybody talks about it as like the renewal of the franchise. And I acknowledge that it boosted sales up enough that then they made more Fire Emblem games. So it's not like I'm denying that it saved the franchise in many ways. Mm. But for me, Awakening was when we got this shift that has kind of continued even into Three Houses. And it's one of my gripes with Three Houses, although Three Houses does it way, way, way better. And I like Three Houses a lot. Yeah. Um, it started to like make the characters shallower, like they were just caricatures. Mm, okay. Um, it took me a long time to figure out that that's why I didn't click with the game. Mm. But it really just felt like they were like, ah, this is the bookish nerdy girl. <laughs> yeah. And so every sentence she said was like, here's my bookish nerdy girl take on this scenario. And I was like, this isn't this isn't complex dialogue anymore. This is just like yeah. anime tropes being placed yeah. into a war game with each other. Yeah. And I didn't enjoy it because it didn't have the same depth, but it took me so long to figure out why I didn't like it. But for a really long time, I was just like, it's just not for me. I don't want to play that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes so, sense. Yeah. And that's the thing. Sometimes it just takes you a little bit just to understand. And that's why with movie minutes, when we do movie minutes on our show, I like to at least have a day after just to mm-hmm. sleep on it because there might be a movie that I just don't like. I'm just like, why? Mm-hmm. Why I don't like that? And I need a day to just figure that out, mm-hmm. which is why mm-hmm. when we uh, reviewed uh, Joker and yeah. we went from theaters right to recording the episode, I was just <laughs> like, I... Yeah, that was complicated. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know why I don't like this movie Every yet. time we try recording right after we watch the movie, we're both like, I don't know. I don't yeah. have a reason. I don't even know if my rating is accurate. Exactly. <laughs> um, Liz, have you, like, 
talking about The Sims again, or even Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you ever faced that where you just don't like it for no reason? Do you need to have a reason? What do you think? I mean, I think if you're going to say you don't like something, I don't think you need like a deep depth reason, but I think you should have, even if it's just like, I just don't click with it. Mm-hmm. But there's usually a reason you don't like something. Yeah. Um, but as far as like having to back it up and everything, I mean, people can just like, I don't know. And my people can just mind their own business. Yeah. <laughs> In that way, it's like. You, you, they don't need to have they don't need to defend their reason for yeah. not liking mm-hmm. it like it's okay um i mean i'm saying this as someone if you said you hated like one of my favorite movies i'd be like um why yeah um <laughs> but i also understand that everyone has their opinion um as far as my personal experience not too much i mean i know that like you and i at least disagree on some life is strange mm-hmm um, episodes like you love before the storm i absolutely adore it that's your yeah. favorite one mm-hmm. i it's like my bottom one yeah not a huge fan of before the storm and that's one that i'm just like i'm not sure exactly what it is i just don't like it as much as i like the other ones makes sense and it's just that you know yeah um i was just thinking of an example too um and i can't remember what it was so my point is invalid uh, but it's another series that i did enjoy and i just didn't know why i didn't click with it but more so i mean there's a couple i know that you've done you're just like i just don't like it which one i can't remember oh geez i'm saying i just know there have been a few where you've opened it and you're just like eh. yeah i i just don't know why i don't like well oh i will say uh, the reason why I always said that I enjoy this game in this series is because I don't want to face the backlash. And it's going into mm-hmm. one of the series I said. First of all, before I go into this, I, I in terms of Elder Scrolls, I didn't really click with Oblivion. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like the hottest take. And it's just like, I don't know why. And it's still to this day... And I will always go back to Oblivion because mm-hmm. one, I am so addicted on YouTube to Oblivion NPC dialogue. Like that, that is so recommended in my YouTube feed. Uh, Andrew, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yep. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Oblivion NPC talk dialogue is just my favorite thing to see on my timeline, and I will click on it every single time. You will trap me. But the other thing is, I just keep going back to Oblivion because, like, I need to like this game. Everybody in the Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. community likes this game. I just don't know why I don't like it. I love mm-hmm. Morrowind. Absolutely love Morrowind. And of course, Skyrim. And of course, I'm going to like Elder Scrolls Six. That's, that's not even a question. I just don't know why I don't like Oblivion. Yeah. In the same way with Halo, I also say I like this game because I don't want to face the backlash. Don't know why I don't like ODST. I don't know why. I don't know oh. why. I know oh. that's the thing. <laughs> I don't know why it has Nathan Fillion in it. It has a deep, dark story. It's it's very well told. I ju- I just I just didn't click with it, and I do appreciate yeah. it as a game in yeah. a Halo franchise in the series, and I very much enjoy my time with it. But I feel like if I say that I don't like ODST, I feel like people will think that I am not a fan of the Halo series. Mm-hmm. It's better mm-hmm. than saying I don't like Reach, though. Because if you say you don't like Reach, then I I consider you a fraud. But I thought of one that 
I that you have reasonings for, but it's one that you don't like in a series that you. Oh, like. it's. So, um, Breath of the Wild. Uh oh! Don't no! Oh no! Andrew's you here. You already brought this up. <laughs> I yeah, but maybe he hasn't seen that video yet. <laughs> Uh, I talked about it in my <laughs> coffee games, uh, why the perfect game will never exist. Mm-hmm. And mm. I said that I'm just not a fan of Breath of the Wild. Like you want to be, but you just I, yeah, can't I, do it. I've spent a good amount of time in Breath of the Wild. And I just, it was one of those things I just, I just, I couldn't get Whereas my grasp I got on. so into that game. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I kept dying. So I need to restart my game <laughs> so I can move on. Well, I got him. Okay. So this is the situation. So yeah. I got him stuck in the, in the snowy area yep, and I can't always. get to warm land with, yep. I can't climb and carry fire at the same time. And so he dies Yeah. or he oh, falls boy. off a cliff for me trying to get there faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I need to start my game all over again. But I really enjoyed that game. And uh, you're you're only playing in handheld too. So yeah, uh, doing the gyro motions on the puzzle, you have to like move the whole thing. I um, haven't gotten that far. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. You didn't get that far. Uh, yeah. It's just a ODST and Oblivion are just two games in a series I absolutely enjoy. Doesn't mean I don't enjoy that series. Yeah. I absolutely love the Elder Scrolls, and I absolutely love the Halo franchise. It's just that there's some games out there that you can't explain, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do, any other thoughts before I move on? Nope. No? So, no, I think that's pretty clear. So since we're at the halfway point here, I want to bring up uh, the social media answer that we have. Um, and who could I, it possibly be from, who, Adam? Who could it be? It's like that uh, <laughs> right before Pokemon goes through a commercial, and it's like, who is that Pokemon? It's Pidgeot. <laughs> it's straight up Pidgeot. <laughs> And it's like, who is that Pokemon? It's Nikki. It's obviously Nikki. Yeah. Um, it's like the clear silhouette of, of Nikki is right there. <laughs> We're like, who could it be? Just that uh, Nikki smile, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I will ask you on social media, at on, on Instagram, at on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word, Twitter, at Gaming Groceries. And I will ask you a question that it was late to. And Nikki called me yeah, out so for it. So we can all thank Nikki for reminding <laughs> for reminding me to remind Adam. Uh, I just want to read her tweet from that. Uh, she did call me out on Twitter for not posting the question soon enough, Nikki. Uh, but you know she was very understanding. Wow, she tweeted a lot today. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nikki said, "Me wondering what the new question for the next episode of Gaming Groceries will be out." Well, also knowing that Americans have a lot more to think about right now than podcast stuff. And I'm like, and you're absolutely yeah, right. That is absolutely yep. exactly what happened. We watched it till the second we left for work mm-hmm. and forgot. I <laughs> forgot. Uh, so I asked you on Instagram and Twitter, do you find it difficult to become a new slash beginner fan to a game series? To which then Nikki replies, Definitely. I always feel very insignificant. There are ma- there are better artists and writers, and probably every thought has been posted before. Why should I even try to contribute something new? Mm-hmm. And everything feels so big that I might not be seen. Like, honestly, I don't even try anymore. Second tweet, she writes, Also, there's the toxic part of some fandoms that I don't even want to come near. <clears throat> there's uh, there's another fandom going on right now that we're not going to get a part of. With toxic. Uh, gross Ooh. shipping wars. Uh, gross shipping wars. Uh, name calling if you do dare. Uh, name calling if you dare to like a character that isn't a fan favorite, like me with Connor in Sense Scream. 
Uh, but I got to be honest, all, that's all fandom experience in general. Last tweet, she says, oh, and playing older games of a series could be difficult with availability. I most certainly mm-hmm. agree with that. Uh, thanks to Xbox for backwards compatibility. Uh, not being able to get a copy of a game or console anymore. So sometimes you might not be able to play all all in- entries to, of a series. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love Xbox, too, for backwards compatibility, because sometimes there are new games, and mm-hmm. thanks to backwards compatibility, they can do it. Yeah. It's fine. It's good, everybody. Uh, so what do we think about Nikki's thoughts there, that there's toxic communities out there, uh, yeah. that things feel so grand, that why should I even contribute to a fandom? Uh, what do we all think about that? Well, I know I know what she means with the like it's so big. Yeah. Like not so much in the like fandoms and things like that, but like I know that I usually shy away from like answering questions on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be scrolling, I'm like, oh I have an answer to that. And then I see that there's like two thousand comments yes. already. I'm just like, never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's just like, uh, you're not gonna care what I wrote. You already answered two thousand people. I'll just stay here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I completely understand what she means by that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Andrew, what about you? I think, yeah, I think th- I think there's a lot that goes into that. I think some of the intimidation is just like that mm-hmm. constant sense of like imposter syndrome. But I would say the underlying mm-hmm. cause that we even come up with the idea of imposter syndrome to being a fan is because of gatekeeping, is mm-hmm. because you get these elitist toxic fans that want to tell people so often that they're not the right type of fan Mm -hmm. that now we are more self-conscious than ever about like, Oh, is my opinion even going to be like, are they going to punch me in the face? Like what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, So then we just start habitually telling ourselves, well, I don't know enough about this to talk about it yet. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, it's almost, I don't know. I think there's a lot of reasons that your opinion as a fan can have value and uniqueness to it. Like if you don't necessarily like, (laughs) It's one of those things where not not everybody should be a professional game reviewer. I don't think everybody has something right. new to say that is so innovative about the game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think there are people who excel at coming up with the deeper things running through a game and looking at it from that lens. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I'm personally not trying to go be a game reviewer. I don't know that that's my place, but I know for, like for me... I've often justified my for myself as like the queer community in gaming is has been so historically underrepresented that I think it's great to put any queer perspective in there just so mm-hmm. we make sure that it's not ignored and shoved to the side. Mm-hmm. So right. I can just add that in. I may be repeating what other people from my community have also said, but the more you can amplify it, the more likely it is that that perspective finally gets an actual voice in mm-hmm. it. Um, but then there's also something to be said for like, you know, I, she's Nikki is absolutely right. Some game series, it's incredibly hard to get access yeah. to the early, early things. Mm-hmm. And some fandoms like to suggest, well, you're not as good a fan as me because you, I played when it started. Oh Red my god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's fine. Good for you. I didn't play the first Legend of Zelda. I still consider myself a Zelda fan. Yeah. Get away from me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's. There's yeah. also something unique then. Hello, elitist fan people who are terrible. Um, that if somebody is <laughs> yeah. coming in to, you know, there are 10 games already released in the series and they're coming in starting on the 12th or the 13th, mm-hmm. they have a different background to their perspective than you. So their mm-hmm. perspective has some uniqueness to it and could have value mm-hmm. because hypothetically, at least in my mind, 
when I love a thing, I generally want to spread the reasons that I love it to other people. And that's why I talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I want to bring other people into the fan community because I think this is a great thing that has impacted me positively. So mm-hmm. if that person is coming in later, they can give me perspective as to why or why the, like why the series is now succeeding at drawing new fans in or why it's failing. Mm-hmm. And that can be something that we then discuss, you know? Yeah. As mm-hmm. opposed to just, well, you didn't play the early ones, so you saying you didn't like this game that much, shut up. You're mm-hmm. stupid. Bye. Like that doesn't that didn't help anyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say I get a little bit a little bit elitist. And I'm gonna go right back to Assassin's Creed because I am a fan that has played since 2007, mm-hmm. since the very first game first came out, and I played every game since then. Uh I only played two of the Chronicle games and uh, I didn't play Liberation sue me but that's the other thing it's just like oh i didn't play technically all the assassin's creed Mm -hmm. games i'm sorry i didn't have access to a psp my bad yeah but my point is is that when people bring up that assassin's creed uh odyssey and i'm gonna keep coming back to it wasn't that good anyway uh being character right now but if i can be real for a second uh, when people are saying that assassin's creed odyssey is finally the assassin's creed they've always wanted this is what an assassin's creed game should be like and me being a fan of since 2007, I'm like, uh, no, it's skewed so far away from mm-hmm. what Assassin's Creed was identified as that the reason why you like it so much is because it deviated from what you didn't like. So therefore, you yeah. only like it because it deviated away from the things you didn't like. Yeah. So because it deviated away things you didn't like, it also deviates. It also, you know, says things that I don't like, mm-hmm. if, if that makes any sense. So I do get a little bit elitist when it's saying that's. No, you took away the thing that I liked about this game. Yeah. That's why you enjoy it. But in all terms, uh, and all said and done, I'm too tired to care. Yeah. Like, that's all in the, going in the back of my mind. I'm like, huh, you, you only like it because, you know, it takes away from that. Also, I haven't slept in three days. <laughs> the, the, that, that, that's pretty much it. It's just yeah. like, I really don't care enough yeah. to be that elitist. <laughs> yeah. But... I do appreciate that fans are finally appreciating Assassin's Creed. Yeah. They might have started with Odyssey, and that was their very first Assassin's Creed, and yeah. now they're excited for Valhalla. You know what? Good for you. Honestly, good yeah. for you. Uh, that you're getting into a game series I absolutely endure. Endure. Although I have I just endure this series, guys. Ooh. <laughs> There are some times where I have to endure this series, but especially with the uh, controversy over at uh, Ubisoft. But, you know, that's uh, that's hearsay. Um, Ubisoft. (laughs) Oh, boy, (laughs) so. That was one of the worst puns, and I was really hoping we could just gloss over it and move forward. No, that was great. This just in breaking news. Uh, we're not caring about the election anymore. Uh, Andrew Ursi just made a pun saying, oh, boy, soft. Cancel. Cancel, Cancel me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it is a, a series I have enjoyed and endured all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad fans are finally enjoying it, but it is harder to get into the older games. Yeah. But thank you, Xbox, who mm-hmm. actually does backwards compatibility. But yeah. Brian won't say that. Brian McGinnis won't admit that maybe Xbox has some power over anyway, PlayStation. Anyway, I actually had... Well, two more things to add okay go for it like one and a half um (laughs) but to go back to the um where nikki was saying how Mm. it's hard to get on get the old systems is that i had the original um animal crossing on my Mm. gamecube 
And then I just started playing it again on Switch when yeah. this one came out. And then I see like videos, people talking about like the ones be- between the two. And I'm like, oh, I don't get to play any of those. Yeah. But I have to go buy a bunch of like other systems. Wii and a DS. Yeah, to yeah. play them on. So I'm like, oh, so, but I, so I like them, but I can't mm-hmm. play them. And then also I just wanted to say that, Andrew, you made my 12-year-old self feel a whole lot better when you were saying how... Um, like you don't have to play the whole game, the whole series to like it because I, um, this is not about video game, but I, um, when I was younger, I saw part of rent. I didn't see the whole thing. I'd oh. only seen like the second half of it. Cause that's when All I came in stuff. when my sister yeah. was playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my sister was watching and I walked in and I started watching it and I told my friends at school, a Quaker school, by the way, Yeah. <laughs> I told my friends at school, I'm like, I love this musical. We have to watch it. And all my friends came over and I said, like, I haven't seen the whole thing. My friend goes, wait a second. You've been talking about this for months and you say you love this movie. You've never even seen the whole thing. Oh. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so you made me feel better. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Being I mar- do think it's like, I, it's, I've it's, never heard that story, by the way. Ten years I together. Love that. Yeah, it's just like uh, it's just something that popped up. I don't think about it very often. Uh, still stuff to learn about each other. Andrew, what were you about to say? I I think it's like yeah. I think it's very true that also the internet has just made like conversation happen differently, mm-hmm. especially about these kind of things. So that when people post their opinion about why this game was good in the series or why this game failed in the series or whatever. It's posted often in like a tone that is like, this is the definitive answer. Yeah. So which then if you disagree with that, you automatically feel defensive about it mm-hmm. in a weird way. And so I always have to like temper myself on that. And I think other people are not very good at tempering themselves on responding to those things, which is why then we get into so many fights about yeah. things. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I kind of want to enter into closing thoughts and, but when entering into closing thoughts in this podcast, I just want to end with one question. We can just, uh, go around the, go around the room here. Uh, me, you, TV, Andrew, we can all say our little (laughs) answers here. Uh, what is the bare minimum to be a fan in a game series? The bare minimum, the bare necessity, if you will. Yeah, I knew you would do that. No, we're gonna get flagged on YouTube. No, <laughs> I literally, I literally knew which it was either "What's the Biz" or your episode last week where you sang "Behind These Hazel Eyes." Oh, like, yeah. from it. And here I am once again, and I literally was like, "Liz, please do it." Liz, I'm already doing it in my brain. Please, please do it. And then you did. I'll always do it. I know. Like I said, if I want to kill ten minutes, I'll be like, "Bare necessities." <laughs> like there we go. Bye bye. Dance you too. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Andrew, let's start with you. What's the bare <laughs> What is the bare, the bare necessities? necessities to be a fan of a game? <laughs> yeah. What do you um, think, man? I don't think that any one of us is the person to like set that benchmark. I think it's a personal thing. Mm. Like I would say if you played a game and it's a part of a series and that game charmed the pants off of you, <laughs> you can say you're a fan of that series. Mm-hmm. I think that's sufficient. Like if if that is what you want to be the way you say that you're a fan of that series, mm. great. Call yourself that. Call yourself whatever you want. Tell you say you like this series or you played one game. Say you like this series cuz you've heard other people talk about it or you've watched a let's play but you've never touched it yourself and you enjoyed every bit of that. Like whatever. Mm. Um yeah. it's a little, it's again, it's that conversation of like 
Sure. If we want to get into a technical definition of fan, probably you need to have played two or three games or there's something with that. I don't know. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I'm not that serious about this. I'm not mm-hmm. in like pro gaming tournaments. If you played Fallout New Vegas and you've never touched another one, but you just enjoyed that game so much, then you can be a Fallout fan if you want. Live your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a that's a true thing. If you like Fallout 3 over New Vegas, my God, don't tell the internet that. It's like <laughs> I myself enjoyed Fallout 3 way more than Fallout New Vegas, but hell if you tell the internet that yeah my goodness well, you just did well i already have uh i've called myself a fallout fan for a while like I, that's actually a thing that I, I wouldn't say it anymore personally but there was a time when i was like yeah i like fallout like i'm a fan of the series fallout i had literally played the first hour mm, well okay i played fallout 4 for like five hours but i spent four of those hours not following a storyline just running around naked <laughs> in the wilderness basically um and then i finally got fallout 3 and i think i played like 10 hours of that one also spent most of my time running around naked in the wilderness not following a storyline <laughs> um <laughs> but like i was saying i enjoyed personally? the series i've literally never gone in fallout 4 i have not gone to diamond city or whatever the place is oh, i wow. haven't gone any like i didn't do anything but i said i was a fan because i like enjoyed the little time yeah. i had with it and there was something charming about the concept to me. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I think I'm a fan of this. And then I got deeper into it and I was like, oh, I seem to never follow the storylines and just sort of taper off on these games real fast. Maybe I don't like them as much as I thought. And then Fallout 76 happened. And now <laughs> we don't need we to talk about that. Yeah. And it took but place like, in your yeah. home state too. So that was... <laughs> yeah, I think ruined West Virginia. <laughs> no, they actually yeah, didn't. They... Yeah. My hometown is in Fallout 76 and it looks exactly like it. And I was really charmed about wow. that. The glitches I had to endure to get to it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> I, I think mm. you I think you did talk about that in Good Game, Great Game. About yeah, I was going to say, I, I kind of remember you mentioning that. Yeah, I think that's before we even became like true friends. Is that yeah, like I was just probably... That was a first. That was the first year of Good Game, Great Game. So yeah, we had probably like interacted briefly on Twitter, but hadn't really like talked. Yeah, yeah, I found you. I found you guys on Twitter, and I was like, "Hey, check out these guys." And that, that was like pretty much the extent of it. Yeah. Yep. And now it's pretty much um, your Uncle Andrew to Floki. That that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I don't have any siblings. I can finally be an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> He's a. Oh, he got up. There he is. He um, knew his name. Uh, but Liz, uh, your thoughts. So what is the bare minimum to be a fan of a game series? Um, I do like how Andrew pointed out watching the stream, like watching someone else yeah. play. Cause I didn't even think of that. I think you had to have at least watched or played two in the series because if you only played one, it's like, can mm. you be a fan of the series? If you never actually played a series of, I see what you're saying. You know you're you're I mean? a fan of this game, but are you a fan of this series? Exactly. Mm. You have to okay. at least like more than one yeah. in the series. That's true. Um, pers- okay. That's my personal opinion. Okay. And then, I don't know, I feel like you should at least a little bit be excited when you hear new information or new or like a new installment. It's coming okay. out. You know what I mean? Like there has to be something in you that gets excited. Otherwise, are you really a fan at all? I, see I just don't saying. think I'm excited about any gaming announcements anymore because they're all talked to death before they well, even happen now. Yeah, <laughs> I, but that's true. for that's for alternate reasons than anything yeah. else. But I, I mean, more of just like 
If you're an not, emo- I an get emotional what you mean. Like, well, yeah. you're married to me. You should. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need everyone else to understand the way I think. Yeah. I, I think what you're saying is that, like, are you even a fan if you're not even ecstatic? No, that's what I don't want people but to But no, think I think what you're saying is that, like, I'm a fan of this franchise. Like, this new game is coming out of that franchise. And you're just cathartic about it. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, how can it, like in my, not to, I don't want to sound the way it sounds, but it's like, how can you be a fan of something if you're not even a smidgen excited about something about it? Like if about, you're interested. Yeah. If you're just like saying, let's like, say meh. like if there for me, if there's news about Halo, I'm like, meh. Yeah, but I if really don't care about Halo. Oh, for Halo Infinite for me, I am just I I don't care how you many. You like kneel at the TV anytime something Halo pops up. You're like Halo Infinite. Yeah, he- <laughs> every time. Um, but well, yeah. but at the same point, like I think there are select cases that might be an exception to that rule. Is mm-hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong. Go for it. I would say things like I I'm a fan of the TV series The Good Place. I have loved that series mm-hmm. for all four. I seasons see where you're going it. with this. I also think it's a very complete package. Yes. And if they announced the fifth season, I would not be excited. I this think, is true. I think they did announce but, that they were trying to do that. I'm like, no. But you have an mm-hmm. opinion on it. Right. And that's the thing. Because you're a fan, you have a strong opinion about it. Right. So you're saying more like the it's just like if you are literally apathetic and don't care at all exactly. or have any reaction to announcing. Yeah. Gotcha. Understand. Yeah. yeah, I can I can get with that. The bare minimum is just like yeah. you know, have an opinion about yeah. the next in the franchise. I can see that. Yeah. I, I do also like what Andrew said that it's just a personal thing. Yeah. You know, uh I you know, I wrote this in my notes, but it's just like your love for a series is just that it is yours. yours. It is your love. My love for Assassin's Creed is specific to my endurance Mm -hmm. into that that franchise. Right. I absolutely adore the pants off of Assassin's Creed two. I don't know how many times I've played through that game. Yeah. I don't want to count because I will be sad if I find out how many plays I've, I've done of Assassin's Creed Mm two. But I, you know, I also don't enjoy Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But that's just my in, yeah. that's just my personal love for the franchise, and I think it's just a personal thing. Like, what is the bare minimum to get into a game series? I think I agree with, also with you. I think you need to enjoy more than one to be calling a game series yeah. fan. But let's say Andrew, to your point, to Fallout. Let's say you only enjoyed Fallout Three. You didn't like New Vegas. You didn't like Fallout Four. You can say that. I love Fallout 3. Yeah. Don't like the rest of the games. So can you really say that you're a Fallout series fan? Yeah. And I can agree with that. I get with that. Uh, You like a specific game or, you know, you just like Life is Strange 1. Yeah. You didn't like Life is Strange Before the Storm. You didn't like Life is Strange 2. But that's fine. Yeah. But for me, I very much enjoyed Before the Storm. Mm -hmm. I didn't really click with Life is Strange 2. But that's the thing. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. And I'm still excited for the next Life is Strange in the series. I'm, I was excited for Tell Me Why. Of course, we had our conversations mm. with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were about to sing a song. Tell me tell me why. No, I wasn't. And now that's going to be stuck in <laughs> now my <it's> head. Now it's here. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was talking with Marcus, who uh, who designed the intro song yeah. to that, he didn't know what it was. But I was like, it's going to be Tell Me Why. It's like, like... Backstreet Boys. I was like, <laughs> oh wait, no, was that In Sync that did that, or Backstreet Boys? It was Boys. Backstreet Boys. It was Backstreet say, Boys. Backstreet Boys. Uh, it's like, like, tell me why. And I'm like, no, not like that. No, <laughs> no, that um, wouldn't have fit the tone very well. <laughs> no. yeah. 
But I think it's just that it, it's your personal, it's your love for the franchise. It's no one else's. It's not mm-hmm. the internet's. It's not you know the hot takes out there. You you're not a sheep yeah. to this. Yeah, internet, take that. Yeah, Adam said it. No, it. I'm trying to make a I'm trying to make a living <laughs> off the internet. No. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's the thing. Don't be a sheep in the franchise. Don't only go into what people love. What I do appreciate, one last thing, one last Stop shout out. turning your phone on. One last shout out to Nikki <laughs> is that she is very adamant that Assassin's uh, Creed. Well, also Assassin's Creed, honestly. But she's very adamant that Mass Effect Andromeda was not that bad of a game. And she will stand her ground on that. Good for her. And I am very much appreciative of that. However, I may disagree with her. But at least mm-hmm. she is dying on that hill. Yes. Like mm-hmm. her love for the Mass Effect series is hers and she loves Mass Effect and Andromeda. And she's that's, allowed to like it. You're allowed <laughs> to like it, Nikki. I, I I find certain things about it to be problematic and I did not make it through to the end of it. Yeah. So, you know, here we are. I am doing a mass, like it's now in a very extended Mass Effect replay because I sort of stopped and it's really getting dragged out. Yeah. But I do plan to give it another shot. We'll see. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully by this, the time this uh, episode airs, we'll actually have on N Seven Day an announcement of the Mass Effect trilogy remastered. Hopefully, Maybe. hopefully, because there is a panel happening tomorrow on N Seven Day. So, but uh, I don't know. I also, I also am that weird person who like maybe I am a a bad fan in that sense. I don't generally get that. Um, remasters are kind of fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't get excited for all these remakes that have yeah. been the the world <laughs> in yeah. the past like three yeah. years or so. Like, frankly, and this is the hot take that'll get me. Can't I'm never coming back on your show because the internet's gonna Hawk. murder I me s- tomorrow. I swear, um, if you say Tony Hawk, <laughs> they're gonna murder me tomorrow. Even the episode doesn't go up for three days. They're gonna <laughs> find out about this. Yeah. Um, I'm not Final Fantasy 7 remake did not do a lot for me. And that's all we have for the show. Thank you again, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I loved Final Fantasy. I, that was the era of Final Fantasy when I was a massive fan of the series. And I just, the re, I mean, it was beautiful and the music was cool and I just wasn't engaged. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I, I think I was excited for the first announcement, but the more it came along, I think I was just enthralled that like, whoa, they can actually do this. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. fact that it was coming out episodically and they weren't sure when it was coming out, but then they yeah, actually... Yeah, that it took seven or eight years. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I was like, It kind of eh. lost its appeal. Exactly. You want to put out a remake and just like, hey, we're putting this out here for you. Not anything spectacular. Like, the like again, my game of the year, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered is the perfect remaster. I'm saying that right now because they just said, Tony Hawk just said, hey, I'm remastering your favorite games. Cool. No microtransactions. Awesome. The whole game's there. Cool. And they just put out a patch with more challenges, more tours, Crash Bandicoot gear. Game of the year. Yeah. Fight me on Twitter. Um, but that's I would a, say the same thing about Link's Awakening remaster that yes. they did. Like mm-hmm. that was, it was so, it took a new art style that it stayed very consistent and true on while also staying incredibly true to the original and nothing like I, that one I appreciated and loved. Yeah. And I think we can, uh, end our podcast on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, our closing thoughts are if you love a game series, just love it. If you have hot takes on it. Go ahead and spread them. Shout them at your friend, but from six feet away with your mask on. 
Uh, love whatever you love and who love whoever you love. There oh, it is. Oh, that, there you hey go. Now, <laughs> political talk. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Don't you In this love, time period? <laughs> don't you just love it how, you know, uh, sexual... What was I going to say? Uh, orientation. Thank you, Adam. Sexual orientation is considered political talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's great. There's I, so many stupid things. I mean, the USPS was political talk for a while. I know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, so oh. confused as to what we are anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, before we go, Andrew, what, as always, for the fifth time, let's roll out the red carpet for you. <laughs> What are you working on? What should we be looking out for? Are there any sorts of uh, charities we should be looking out on? What uh, your time? What do you think? Oh my goodness, so many. Thi- um, I I don't care about me. I mean, I'm a mess, <laughs> but you can't really help me with that. So don't worry about me. Um, but Black to Gold, my acapella group, has released our first official single on Spotify. It was a hey? banger, a straight banger, if you will. Here. It is. Um, it's a cover of "The Chain" by Fleetwood Mac. So you can look it up, like "Black to Gold," "The Chain" on Spotify. It exists. I it's will have the link in description down below, audio or yeah. video. Go for and it. And then you know, if you give us a follow, like we might have an album coming out sometime eventually in the future. Like that's mm-hmm. a thought in process. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we're doing stuff, and that's like really my main big project. Um, other than that, uh, if you are looking to put your money into politically influencing things. It looks like there's going to be two runoff races for the Senate in Georgia, and you mm-hmm. can put money into those and impact change that way. Like all the amazing organizers done have done down in that state and flipped it blue. And that's incredible. And I don't even understand what's happening. And I know, my mind yeah. blown. but yeah. um, that is where I would suggest looking into ways to help down there. Um, or just like give to charities that help people. If you want to give to charities, like for me, I'm not going to probably get to see a lot of my family for the holidays because, Hey, third wave, second wave, first wave, whatever wave of COVID. <laughs> exists. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, so I don't know the travel is going to be such a big thing. And I think we're all kind of talking about not doing gifts, but like charity giving is good during the holidays, especially when this year has probably been really, really hard on a lot of people. If you can do things to help people out right now, mm. it's probably not a bad thing. Right on, man. As always, Andrew, uh, you've been a, a an absolute blessing on this show. What the heck? <laughs> uh, I just that, thought I'd bless you guys with that face. Yeah. For for those of you listening on audio, like Andrew took off his pants on camera. Yeah, well, Goodness you know, <laughs> it's twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty. What are you gonna do about? Not it? unexpected. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, thank you again uh, for agreeing to come on this uh, silly Thanks little show. Thanks for having me for a fifth time. Fifth it's so fun. Time. Not the last time either. I think as history repeats itself, it is not the last time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably the last time will be 15th. 15th, you're cut off. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> if I got to 16th, then my official dictatorship over games and groceries would be established and you guys wouldn't be able to do anything about it. You would absolutely run the Senate of games and groceries. It would then turn uh, a different shade of blue is what it would yeah. be. Um, yeah, cerulean. Cerulean. <laughs> We thank you again for listening to this week's Games of Groceries. Uh, please uh, be sure to be safe out there. Uh, as we said on Top 3 Gaming News, the PS5 won't be in retail stores for specific reasons. They want you to be safe. They want you to be in your homes. Please just order your things online until this whole uh, pandemic blows over, hopefully sometime in the future. Please be safe out there. Please, for the love of God, wear your mask. 
and just have it to have a safe week, everybody. Toodles. It goes over your nose. <laughs> yes. And bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>